How many of you figured out what the five keys are? How many think you know what one of the keys are? Oh, come on, give yourselves more credit than that. <laughs> okay, the first is to cultivate a spiritual formation or spiritual growth. What I mean by that is, to, is building your, your relationship with God, seeing character formation happening, and growing in loving obedience. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandment. And so there's the issue of growing in loving obedience. It's important. You realize that God is interested in two things. He's interested on who we are on the inside and what we do on the outside. And knowledge is a part of that process, but knowledge serves the inner formation of character and informs the outward activities that we do. So cell groups are a place where people can discern what is God's agenda for them in terms of their inner life and in terms of their outer life and begin to take the next steps to cooperate with the Spirit of God for that to become a reality. A second key that happens in cell groups is mobilizing spiritual gifts because the church is like the body of Christ and the body of Christ grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Therefore, it is important that the believers would use the various gifts that God has given as a part of the maturing process. And so that is a very essential step. Now, you, you, you realize that the only person that had all of the spiritual gifts was Jesus. Now the gifts are found in the community of believers. That's why it takes the ministry of each other to one another to be able to bring somebody to maturity. So the gifts are mobilized for use within the group as well as for use outside of the group. By the way, when you talk about uh, the use of gifts, I often like to think in terms of two different ways gifts can be used. One would be in a structured way. The other would be in a more spontaneous way. And you'd see that in a cell group, much of the gift of use of gifts would be in a more spontaneous way. Someone with the gift of mer mercy would reach out and put a hand on somebody and give a word of comfort. Someone with the gift of exhortation would give a word of encouragement. Someone with the gift of, of teaching might give a, a word of clarification about a scripture. Someone with the gift of hospitality might host the, the, uh, the meeting. Number three, reaching networks for Christ. The notion there is coming off the, off the Greek term oikos, which means household or extended family, friends, relatives. Reaching networks. Networks. Network okay. is a term. Network meaning the network. When I'm using the term network here, I'm talking about reaching the, the circle of friends, relatives, and associates that's in your sphere of influence. That may not be a, 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 the most appropriate term in the German uh, vocabulary. If you want a more biblical term, it's the idea of the Greek word oikos, which is translated household in English. And it talks about not just the immediate family, but also your business associates and your extended relationship. Now, here's an important point to keep in mind. The cell group is not necessarily the place where all the evangelism happens. Rather, the cell group is the place where the members of the cell group are mobilized for evangelism. See, sometimes people wrongly assume that we always have to bring the non-Christians into the cell first and evangelize them in the cell. That certainly is one of the ways that people come to know Christ. Because some non-Christians like to see Christianity in action so they understand what it is they're making a commitment to. 
But the main point of the cell group is to mobilize the people in the cell groups to be building relationships with the people that are in their sphere of influence that are not yet Christians. And to facilitate the evangelism process, which can happen in numbers of ways. It could happen just through personal witnessing that the friend does with another friend. It could be a special uh, seekers group that meets for people that want to explore Christianity. It could be tied into a special seminar or... or uh, uh, services that are designed for the seeker. It could also be to be included in, as a part of the cell group before you become a Christian. There's many different ways that people come to Christ. The unifying factor in the cell is that every single member is seeking to reach out and be encouraged to do that and being helped in that process. And as that process happens, don't forget they're also mobilizing gifts so they're teaming up with others in that process so they don't have to all do it by themselves. I'll be describing the process of how that happens and how you mobilize people and work with them a little later on. Another key is the developing apprentice leaders. This is a very, very important thing, and you'll hear me say it numbers of times. If you want your cell groups to multiply, always start new groups with an apprentice leader. And the reason you use the term Azubi is because you're talking about somebody that is going to be raised up to do what you do. You don't have somebody that's going to just be helping you do your work, an assistant leader. But by having a, an apprentice leader from the beginning, you're communicating this group is going to reproduce itself. So what's the principle? If you want the groups to multiply, always start with an apprentice leader. Okay? So let's just say it simply. Always start new groups with an apprentice leader. Okay, let's practice that just to make sure you get it. I can't say that. Go ahead, you lead. <laughs> Always See, begin new groups with apprentice leader. I could almost learn that. <laughs> Number five, multiplying new groups so that groups are continuing to, to start new, run, new ones. There are really two ways that that happens. Let me see if I can diagram it for you. One is what we would call branching. And so we have a a few people that would go and become a part of a new group. Now, that, that we, you don't split groups. Don't divide groups. I've not met a culture yet that likes to split or divide groups. Is that true for here, too? Eliminate those words from your vocabulary when you talk about groups. Think of new words. Perhaps the word branching. See, there's a relationship between those. Another way to start a new group is simply by reaching new people Someone goes out and, and uh, works and builds relationships and wins people to Christ and forms a new group. We call that group planting. So this one we call group branching. This one is group planting. You'll have to find words that fit your situation.